This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. Well, New York City, if you walk around, it definitely is coming back to life in a big way. The U.S. overall increasingly opening, making its way back to a post-pandemic life. The rest of the world we know moving forward, but it's not the same for every place around the globe. We are definitely still, though, in a pandemic. But we know one industry that's been really hard hit is the hospitality industry. And our next guest has been involved in the hospitality industry for five decades. Delighted to have back with us. He created the public brand. It's getting a re boot and we're going to hear about that in just a moment. Ian Schrager is with us, hotelier and founder and chairman of the Ian Schrager company back on the phone in New York City. Ian, so nice to have you here. It's been about a year. How are you? Very good, thank you, and thank you for having me. Well, it's nice to have you. So where are we? Things are a lot better than they were a year ago. Well, things are looking very promising. Uh, We just opened up public last night, uh, and, uh, you know, the... uh, Reservations are booming. The restaurants and bars are, are really uh, packed already. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, you know, we're optimistic about business going forward. There are some problems still, but uh, they're good problems to have. Well, demands are there. Well, that's what I, talk to me, if you can, kind of quantify as best as you can, uh, Ian, the demand that's coming back. I think people uh, who uh, live, live in New York City uh, and around the world are ready to go mad. <laughs> and you're just really looking for a place, a platform to, you know, to do that. I think uh, uh, in New York in particular, we're in a very funny situation because New York is really completely occupied only by New Yorker now because there haven't been many travelers from abroad or from around the country. Uh, but I think uh, that uh, all the signs are right. The demand is definitely there. It'll take a little while to ramp up. I can't tell exactly how fast that'll be, but I am mm-hmm. confident it will ramp up. Labor has been an issue. Uh, I think that uh, uh, there's a scarcity of uh, the labor pool, and I think until the benefits stop, uh, until the support that the government has rightly been giving to everybody, mm-hmm. uh, uh, people will have to go back to work, and they will soon. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when we look at the labor statistics, you know, at those monthly jobs reports and job numbers, it tends to be the hospitality industry where you are seeing the big moves up in terms of hiring. So, you know, I do wonder, you know, whether or not it really is benefits that are holding people back. It does look like a lot of people who work in that industry are coming back, but you're saying that's not the case. Well, they're not coming back yet. Mm. We can't keep pace with the demand. Okay. Uh, the demand is out there, uh, but uh, the labor supply is, uh, is uh, very, very restricted. Uh, and I think, you know, you have to remember the hotel industry shut down a year ago. Right. And so everybody was uh, kind of laid off and not working. So uh, they were building on a base of zero. So that's why they may be having a uh, bigger employment gain. But, you know, we, the labor pool, there's a real shortage. And uh, I, I, I don't look at it as a, as a paradigm shift. Uh, you know, I think that but, uh, there is a labor shortage. And uh, I think everybody, restaurants can't even open yet because they can't find the labor. So are you uh, having to pay, to pay more, Ian, to get workers to come back? Is that, is that something that's actually helping you get workers, the needed workers that uh, are necessary? We are offering higher pay, mm. but it's not always very convincing. You know, people are able to insist on the benefits that they have received. Uh, and are continuing to receive. 
uh, and when the, the, the minute that that, that uh, completely diminishes, uh, people will be obliged to come back to work, period. It's kind of very simple as far as I'm concerned. Well, is that inability to get the workers maybe you need, is that slowing your ability to come back as strongly as you would like? Is that holding you back in terms of meeting the demand at uh, your properties? Yes, it is. I, mm. I, we have to uh, uh, we have to restrict. Uh, like we have a, a lot of restaurants, a lot of new restaurants in public, and uh, mm-hmm. like we had an opening last night. I couldn't do the normal opening that I usually do, which is like a day of the locust. Uh, you know, I had to be restricted because uh, mm. we, we didn't have the staff to be able to execute uh, as as well as we we want to execute. So we had to cut back. We had to come up with a new playbook. Uh, and I think restaurants throughout New York, uh, I, I know, uh, are having to uh, be restrictive on how much, how, how, how fast it can open. I want to get back to Ian Schrager, hotelier and founder and chairman of the Ian Schrager Company. You know the public brand. He created it. He's still with us on the phone in New York City. Ian, what do you want our audience, what do you want the world at large to kind of understand when it comes to the hotel and hospitality industry right now after the you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 months that we've just uh, endured? Uh, I think uh, the industry is alive and well. It took a real shot. Uh, it shut down for almost a year. There were uh, it was tough. Uh, we had to uh, survive a lot of shocks. Uh, uh, they were taking care of your employees and, and uh, fulfilling your financial responsibilities and obligations. But I think it is alive and well, and it is coming back, uh, and uh, it'll come back as strong as it ever was. And 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 if I what I think is is that every time we go through a recession. Uh, we always recover and we always exceed the previous ties that we've had. And I expect the same to happen now. And sometimes we learn a few things along the way. And I do wonder, the past year, we've all done a lot of soul searching and maybe rethinking. And, and you've done a little bit of a reboot on public. Tell us what's changed. Well, I would love to respond to what Charlie just said mm-hmm. about going into the restaurant and ordering uh, over your iPhone uh, and uh, doing all the other things uh, by taking advantage of the recent technology advancements. It's uh, so funny that, uh, uh, you know, people always have a resistance to progress and trying something new. Uh, and uh, I think the, one of the funny results of the pandemic is is that because of your health concerns, people became more open to technology. Uh, and using it in an effort to stay healthy and avoid contact and so on and so forth. But I just uh, wonder, uh, it takes people a while to get used to new things, but you don't mind getting your directions over your iPhone no. uh, rather than asking somebody personally. You don't mind ordering things over Amazon uh, uh, rather than dealing with a personal salesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't mind getting into self-driving cars. Uh, etc. 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 Right. Uh, you know, we uh, order takeout. Out. Right. We do menus for takeout exactly. constantly. Exactly. I think that progress, and I think everything that technology can do to make it either cheaper or make it even quicker and easier for you is a good thing. Uh, and I think the hotels are going to be uh, taking advantage of that. And that's a very heart of what public is about in luxury for all. Well, uh, it's kind of. Uh, uh, combining the select service, um, uh, ferocious exercise and execution, and providing value with the magical luxury experience to create a new genre.
which is public. Well, and listen, you got you have constantly rethought about what somebody who stays at a hotel what what's the experience they want what do they want what you know amenities are pointless what doesn't matter anymore what's the rethink in addition to is it all about technology just kind of having a bigger role uh whether it's opening your room or ordering food or what have you is it is that the real big difference and takeaway from the past year well it's a luxury needs an update Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it needs a revision uh, there is a lot more access to wealth than had been in prior years. We've been dealing with the same criteria for luxury for the last few hundred years, and it needs to be updated the way everything else needs to be updated. People just don't care about the same things they cared about today. And it's the same. The ultimate luxury to me is freedom of time, mm. uh, being treated with dignity and humanity uh, and getting what's important and not having your coffee served in fine bone China uh, by a guy in white gloves and gold buttons. Uh, and waiting 45 minutes for a breakfast delivery and paying $35 for a pot of coffee. That's not luxury to me. That's pretension. Uh, And so I think we've stripped down and gotten rid of all those things that people don't care about and just focused on making them feel good. Because luxury is a state of mind. It's not a price point. Uh, or or, or something that's been in the past. It's good to hear you say that, Ian, because I do think from some of the conversations that we've had over the last year, especially people in the restaurant space who saw their workers, a lot of them don't make a lot of money who were just struggling to get by, um, really rethink about their model, especially some of the higher-end you know, restaurants and places. And I do wonder, you know, the inequalities, the inequities that have been shown again, not new, but we saw them again big time over the past year, how that has kind of invaded your psyche once again. Well, it has. I mean, you can't have half the people in this country being upset and aggravated while the other half is not. There's something wrong about that. Uh, So we have Mm -hmm. to rethink the way we're doing things. And uh, we have to uh, provide uh, uh, access uh, to the system and access to the benefits of the system you know, everybody has to be more egalitarian. You know, it has to be more democratized. And I think uh, that's a problem with business. Yeah. And that's also a problem with society. And I think we're just responding. You know, we don't make the rules. We just respond to what we think is going on. And there's no reason you can't provide value to people without dumbing down the product and providing less. There's no reason you can't have just as good a product, right. just as sophisticated uh, for less. Well, very well, well said, well said. And if I may, just to end on kind of a lighter note, my understanding is um, you uh, public actually hosted a party for Elon Musk and his guests. I think you opened up public for the first time in 14 months, 14 months for his after party when he was on Saturday Night Live. It sounds like it was a pretty wild party, Uh, a cryptocurrency theme. I think I heard Dogecoin cookies and cupcakes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, uh, we love it. We love Elon Musk. We love everything he stands for. Uh, we love his inventiveness, his innovativeness. Uh, we, we think he's having a positive effect uh, on society as a whole. So we were closed. We opened up just for him because it was a thrill for us to have him and all his guests uh, there that night. And uh, so it was a it was a favorite of ours. It was a thrill for us, and we're happy to do it. 
Well, and we're always happy to have you on and just to get us up to speed and talk to us about the realities of what's happening. And it's good to hear that things are coming back because I know it's been really tough. Ian, be well. Ian Schrager. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. Always. Founder and chairman of the Ian Schrager Company on the phone in New York City.